Hello and welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Marcus. Hey, it's Tony D'Angelo. Oh God. Hey, Mamma Mia. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, before we, excuse me. Before we kick off the show, I just want to thank the Lord Angel 619 for following today. Thank you so much for the support. Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. Yee. Yee. Welcome. Um. Oh. I think we for, I, I, I think we have to remind everyone. Immediately yeah, I after. I didn't know if we needed to remind you. I forgot for a hot second, but. I thought you did. Immediately after this post show stick around because we will be staying live for uh our wwe 2k22 battle of the brands uh we're we're making up for last week and us not remembering to do it so we'll be doing it tonight and tomorrow night right after dynamite and if you're listening on spotify you can catch these episodes on youtube yes or uh, in the future on twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast. Exactly. All right. Anyway. Oh. Happy NXT Day. What do yeah, you want yeah. me to say? Uh, okay. Intro the show, yeah. <laughs> oh. Happy NXT Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a. In my opinion, it was a pretty good NXT. I disagree. I I fully disagree. Let me say it this way. In terms of was I entertained for 90% of the episode, whether it was good entertained or bad entertained, it was a good episode. I I was entertained. To its credit, I didn't fall asleep, but that might have been uh, the sugar from the Halloween candy I was eating. Um. Um, I don't know. I guess my problem was there were so many, like, just bullshit matches. Yeah. yeah. Didn't really have substance except for Kyle and Vaughn and uh, Johnny and Dexter. Right. Um, it was, there were seven matches total. Five of them were enhancement talent or fluke matches. And uh, what's the point of watching that? Throw those on 205 Live, you know? Don't don't put those on NXT. Or have them connect to a larger story somehow. But, uh... Some interesting stuff we did get in the episode. Like, uh... Mandy Rose being confronted by Io Shirai, possibly as her first challenger as the women's champion. Um... Personally, I would prefer it was Zoe Stark instead of Io because we just got a very long Io Shirai uh, championship. So I feel like Zoe naturally would would fit into place. Um, but Io will still be a lot of fun. Um, we also got potentially our next challenger for Tommaso Ciampa. In yeah. Carmelo Hayes, or That's yeah, or Johnny Gargano. I'd like it to be Johnny. Me too. Um, but 
there was a, a very interesting promo between Carmelo and Tommaso. But there was a very interesting look between Gargano and Ciampa. Um, but with Carmelo and Ciampa, I think that's just conflict between, you know, Carmelo says he, his belt's the A title. Champa mm-hmm. values Goldie with his whole heart. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a good story. That's what matters. Um, yeah, I just thought that today's episode had a lot of weird shit. You, you know one weird thing that happened? Zion Quinn sang fucking Sexy Boy. That's what SmackDown Karaoke should have been. It should, exactly. yeah. Should been. Just been like a, a little bit of singing and then a match. <laughs> that and like men. So Zion Quinn, like, he's, he's fucking scary in the ring, dude. He is. Like, would not want to be there. Wouldn't want to be part of that in any way, shape, or form. Wish he'd change up his finisher a little bit, though. I think the move that he did before his finisher today would have been a better finisher. Yeah, what, what was it, like a torture rack? Or like a twist Samoan drop or something? I would have to go through my notes to find out. Yeah, it, um, it's, it's something like that. It's some kind of Samoan drop that's modified. Yeah. Um... We we didn't get much of Joe Gacy, which is all right. Um, horrible, horrible, horrible poker room fucking segments. Awful. Free Duke from the poker room. Like, Why are we here? It, it's it's such a bad gimmick, and he doesn't even feel like he likes it at all. He it very clearly looks like Duke Hudson hates the gimmick. I love him so much and I do love seeing him regularly which at this point with NXT how things are going I'm kind of like well as long as I'm seeing my favorite people on a regular basis that means they're still with the company so eh, could be worse yeah eh. yeah sorry <laughs> Um, um. Yeah. We uh, jump into some news. I suppose a lot of uh, a lot of entertaining Andre Chase stuff today, though. Andre Chase is growing on me in like the worst way. I'm love. I oh, think he's so funny. He's he's already grown on. He's been grown on me since that first Chase U segment. He, he is that before or after the wedding. I think that was bef- uh oh I think that was before. It was after. No, I think it was after. I thought it was like the first episode of NXT. Oh no, wait. He was already wearing the Chase U sweater at the wedding. Cuz he that's when he said this could be a teachable moment. Yeah. I don't know. Now now I'm confused. I'd have to look back. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, oh, Miriam said Chase University started after the wedding. Hmm. That's why during the wedding I was kind of like, what the fuck 
that guy. <laughs> well, he was... We, we'd seen him before. Right. It was not so much who the fuck is that guy, but rather why the fuck is he doing this? Right. Um, but uh, Andre Chase, I really enjoyed. Um, I just want to know. Like, is Slash Legend ever going to wrestle? I don't, gonna come? I don't like lashing out at all. I don't mind. It's just, I think she's such a strong athlete that I don't understand why they haven't put her in the ring yet. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have to imagine she's tall, right? Because she played basketball. Probably. She's a point guard. Even those people are tall, I think, in comparison to me. Um... You want about in my in my imagination, I think we've seen her standing before. She's kind of like a broader shouldered woman. She and Raquel could throw down instantly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're ever gonna get that. But the the show itself is not conducive. It, it's like like let's compare it to the KO show for a second. That that's like peak talk show, peak wrestling talk show. They're a lashing out is not conducive of any any explosive moments or any any immediate impact in uh in a storyline because you can't where where they're recording it or shooting it you can't break out into a match from there you can't i mean you could have a brawl there but it feels so manufactured. It feels so fake. It feels like it's so, it, it's crammed so tight into this vignette time slot. Also, also, she's really a lot of times she's talking about the men's division, right? Like it, she's very much playing a similar role as like uh, one of the interviewers. Like she doesn't seem like she's there to wrestle at all. Yeah, yeah, like, it has not been hinted at, so mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting, like, yeah. Maybe she'll wrestle Tony D'Angelo. Honestly, let her. Yeah. Let her. It'd be fucking fun. Well, in the same night, we'll have Tony versus Lash Legend, and then we'll have uh, Kyle versus Elektra. We deserve. It's what we deserve as fans. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, let's news... Let's snooze. Let's snooze. Let's snooze. We're getting an hour of sleep back because of daylight savings time this weekend. I am so excited. Uh, Miriam also said, if anything, this is pushing for Lash Legend, Ikum, and Jiro Power Couple. <laughs> you know, I keep complaining about like the love angles on all of like NXT lately. Except that one. Except that one. I... I think, though, I think the real power couple is Ikemen and Kushida. Ikemen ran in on Kushida peeing and didn't flinch when he turned around mid-pee. Mid <laughs> Lash, Lash Legend versus Kushida. Ikemen on a pole match. <laughs> okay, so let's start with some of this news. Not a ton. Um... 
is a GCW tag team title match set for Ring of Honor's Honor for All, um, which is going to be their um, event November 14th. Um, I believe... Um, you said GCW? GCW tag team title match is set for Ring of Honor, Honor for All. Right. So yes, I did say GCW. Um, it's going to be defended when Dragon Lee and Kenny King battle um, OGK. It's also mm-hmm. going to be Mark and Jay Briscoe defending their GCW tag team title against... Um, Sorry, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. I don't know why I'm like, I don't know if I said that, but my brain's auto rewriting all of my memory. So, um, try that again. <laughs> Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship will be defended when champions Dragon Lee and Kenny King battle OGK, and then Mark and Jay Briscoe are defending their GCW Tag Team titles against AJ Gray and Effie. Oh, cool. Um, Bandito and Flamita, or Demonic Flamita, are going to have a no DQ match. And Jonathan Gresham, Taylor Rust, and Brody King are also set to have matches. Taylor Rust is uh, fighting Tracy Williams. Brody King is fighting Jonathan Gresham. Wow. Um, and then Quinn McKay and Vita Von Starr are going up against Trish Adora and Holly Dead. Hmm. Dead. Interesting. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Um, I believe this is like supposed to be a special not like a pay-per-view yeah like probably a pay-per-view like a five dollar pay-per-view probably like one of those things like one of the impact plus events yeah um and then that's going to be right before final battle on december 11th before ring of honor closes their doors for the first fiscal quarter of the year um also have an update on oh uh niece actually finally debuted for aw at aw dark um i think he he fought fuego del sol then jim ross shared an update on his cancer diagnosis it's very long um i'm not going to read the whole thing um at one point he says but here i'm trying to be john wayne I said, okay, we are, sweet man. Um, so do 22 radiation treatments. Um, he said that he's going to have to figure out how to do it on consecutive days. Um, so that's like three weeks. Um, he says that he also doesn't plan on missing any work. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know about that one, but. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, yeah, it just seems like he, his outlook at this point is just that he's got to grin and bear it. Yeah. Oh. So he's taking a very southern old man approach, I believe. <laughs> um, so thoughts and prayers. Hopefully everything goes well and he, you know, if he needs to take the time, he takes the time. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, also, The Miz was eliminated from Dancing with the Stars, unfortunately, so I guess he's coming back to WWE at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably um, see him uh, very soon on uh, next Monday. Yeah, I want him to go up to 
on Morrison and be like, what the fuck is going on? What are you doing? I know that they're anti each other right now, but like. They need a match. They, yes, they do. Um, also, final piece of news. There is a planned date for the first NXT 2.0 takeover, which directly conflicts the news that I got. But there wasn't going to be a takeover <laughs> again this year. Interestingly enough, um, I'm not complaining. Um, it is tentatively set for Sunday, December 5th. Mm-hmm. Which, nobody knows what the special is going to be. Nobody knows anything about anything at this point. I, I mean... There's a cross that's war games. Yeah, time frame fits war games. It's always their last takeover of the year. Um, and I mean, they've got so much to play with when it comes to war games teams. I mean, they practically set one up today with yeah. Legato and Zion Quinn, which that sounds like a fucking explosive team. Maybe throw in the the fucking uh imperium with diamond mine or something or a diamond mine throat with uh 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 fucking uh, uh odyssey jones you know braun breaker you got so much they have a ton of talent they just have to use it yeah um so that's all we got for news today unfortunately all right. It is a Tuesday. I mean, I don't know what you expect. Yeah. The fact that I had five pieces of news was actually kind of impressive. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the recap of today's episode. First up, we had a promo from Mandy Rose. She comes out to the ring. She said, I told you all I was on another level. The crowd started, half started chanting, you deserve it. The other half was chanting, no, you don't. Um, Mandy then said, I told you week after week I was going to become champion. This title looks so good on me, better than anyone else that's ever won it. We had a hell of a Halloween Havoc. Um, and we go to back the locker room where Gigi and JC are attacking Zoe Stark. And a little detail, they attacked the leg that she injured in the ladder match. Oh. Yeah. Um... Mandy says, I taught them well. Toxic Attraction runs NXT. There isn't there ain't anyone that's gonna stop us. If there's anyone out there, Io Shirai comes out. She says, I saw what you guys did. I don't like Zoe, but I like you even less. I wish you would stop saying I don't like Zoe. How many times does she have to reiterate the fact that she doesn't like Zoe? Yeah, I don't know. I mean it's pretty obvious, I feel like. Yeah. Um I want the leader of Toxic Attraction. I want you right here, right now. Mandy says, I think you're forgetting something. You're in my world now. I ain't scared of you. Mandy attacks Io. She says, this ain't the old NXT. You will never look like me. What the fuck does that mean? First of all, Io does not strike me as the type of person that's like, oh, shit. Never gonna look like Mandy Rose. That does. That's not. I really thought when, like, when she started talking, when she started saying this line, I kind of thought that she was going to say, "You're never going to be me, or you're never going to hold this title again," something yeah. like that. Yeah. What, what Instead, is, she. The fuck does it matter if if she looks like her? 
like, so in my opinion, no, I'm not going to say, um, just, I don't. I, I think, I think the this original. This is all Toxic Attraction is about. This, it literally, all they're about is being hot doing some wrestling on the side and that's what's annoying but i i think another side of it is like maybe mandy was supposed to say you're never gonna be me but then eo was just the nxt women's champion so that wouldn't land that wouldn't stick maybe i don't know it was a weird line but who cares uh, then EO retorts attacking Mandy. Gigi and JC then come out to help Mandy. Uh, Casey and Kaden then side with EO and help her. And we've got a, a six women tag lined up for next week. If this was the main roster, they would have had it the same night. But no, NXT is still ahead in that department by setting up matches for the next week. And I, I heard an interesting uh, interesting theory that uh, NXT 2.0 didn't quite get the numbers that that like Vince and Bruce were expecting hmm. uh, when they when they took over and rebranded. So they basically just handed the reins completely to Shawn Michaels. Aside from you know them wanting to see this new talent and and basically uh, screen anyone that comes in. Um, because it it seems very evident that where we're at right now is a bit different from how 2.0 started. Um, there's some glimmers of old NXT shining in. There's there's definitely like a little air also of um like goofy old WWE. I'm really enjoying that like yeah. i think that like they're, stri- they're starting to find a good balance yeah they're they're reminding everyone that wrestling should be fun but at the same time they're not eliminating the sport just i wish the women's division was getting treated better because right now i don't feel like they are yeah just fucking just push saray that's all you gotta do push saray you know let the women. Oh. What? Okay, never mind. <laughs> like, is there any women's matches tonight? Yeah. What? Yes. Um. So then, uh, we we go to Toxic Attraction backstage. Um, they run into Dakota. And Dakota just says, I didn't do it to help you. I did it to end Raquel. And oh, who knows where the fuck Raquel's at. Yeah. Uh, we, th- we then get Duke's Poker Room Part 1. Uh, Cameron Grimes walks in and uh, Duke tells him the buy-in's 500. Grimes is like, no problem. There's more where that came from. And Duke says... Just give me the rest of your money. Save you the embarrassment. Cameron says, I'm here to gamble. What is this, 21? Duke's like, this is Texas Hold'em. And and Cameron's like, hit me. Hit me. (laughs) 
Uh, and then we get Dakota Kai versus Cora Jade. Yeah, this wasn't match. It stressed me out. Yeah, it it was kind of a match where it didn't really wasn't obvious where it was going. I think what redeemed this match was the ending of this match. Yeah. Um. So, Dakota's just kind of like pummeling Cora Jade in the beginning. Um. Sends her out of the ring. When she gets back in, she fucking gets super kicked. Which is... I'm finding that's one of my favorite things that happens in, like, a wrestling match. When, like, the wrestler gets thrown out of the ring and they come back into the ring only to just get fucking clobbered. And you're like, she would have just stayed out there. <laughs> um, she gets super kicked. Uh, Cora gets super kicked. She gets thrown into a chin lock. Cora ends up fighting back with a few clotheslines at Hurricane Rana. Um, but... Dakota gets some sort of a driver um, onto Cora, and then gets over the scorpion kick, and then a pump kick uh, to knock her the fuck out. And then I don't know what happened. She uh, she beat up Cora a bit, put a table on her, but had regrets, and just put her penny board on her. Also, who the fuck rides a penny board? Do people ride penny boards anymore? Is that, is that still a thing? I think people thing? ride penny boards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, well, I, okay, I haven't seen people ride penny boards since college. Mm. That was... Time doesn't exist. I don't really know how long ago that was. It was uh, three years ago. At least. Yes. Um, but... Uh, Dakota was acting very funny. She was like whispering to herself during the match. She was like twitching. Um, no idea what the fuck is happening, but hopefully it's not awful. It it was interesting to say the least, and I'm kind of wondering if Dakota's kind of doing like a Damien Priest sort of deal, where it's like she's got demons now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so far, so good for Damien as of last night. Yeah. Um, also, Beyond Wrestling tweeted an hour ago, NXT, if you don't book Samoa Joe on December 5th, then we will. <laughs> um, um, miss Samoa Joe. I do, too. I miss him and William Regal. Do you think, like, Regal, like... Fell in a hole, yeah. <laughs> like, in my head, Samojo is out trying to find Regal, and Regal is, like, in, like, those old-fashioned, like, like, in, like, comedies. Like, they're, like, running through the jungle, and they fall, because, like, there's, like, leaves covering a pit. Mm-hmm. my head, that's what exists in the back parking lot of NXT, and Samojo's just frantically trying to find Regal, and he's never going to, because Regal's in this, like, fucking... my take on it. That's my take on the situation. Um, But, uh, oh, and uh, for tomorrow's Dynamite, real quick, uh, FTR issued an open challenge for their AAA tag titles, so uh, if you're interested in that, watch Dynamite tomorrow. And then tune in here for our 2K20 live stream. 
we a, will talk about dynamite on that live stream it's not a podcast like liz likes to refer to it as it's definitely not a podcast don't call it a podcast mark will yell at you um okay so then uh what happened oh we got msk they're they're waiting at a bus stop and nash says i feel like I feel like I'm lacking down there without the titles. <laughs> West was like, dude, I know you're not. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, Wes, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> I think we might need to have a shit chat with Kimberly. <laughs> um, Nash said, you got to reach the lowest of the lows to get to the highest of the highs. And then they say they're meeting up with the guy that, that was behind naming them MSK. Nash started telling the story. The bus passed by, uh, uh, drowning out what Nash is saying. And then uh, they, they run off to go meet this person. I'm, I'm very glad that MSK is sticking around in NXT. And then also, please don't forget the detail that this jumps on Nash's back. It, that's oh, so sweet. Yeah. MSK, how can you hate MSK? Really? I don't know. I don't know. Let's uh, have like a fucked up moral code. Yeah. So now we get to the weirdest part of the episode. We had Zion Quinn in the ring with Robert Stone, and uh, Stone said, "You embarrassed me last week. You're jealous of Robert Stone. Everybody's jealous of Robert Stone. It's because I can do anything." First, I'm going to out-sing you, and then I'm going to stomp you. He starts singing Frankie Monet's walkout. Not very well. Crowd is booing, and he said, These people loved that performance. Do you think you can do better? Uh, Zion says, That was pretty interesting. But I came out here to kick your ass. And then uh, Stone started calling him a coward and a chicken. And uh, Zion then sings Shawn Michaels music, Sexy Boy. That's how you know that Shawn Michaels is producing the episodes. <laughs> Honestly. Shawn definitely was backstage and he was like, this will be the funniest thing ever. And I said, you know, Shawn, you're right. Uh, he's, he's just having fun. <laughs> I can't. Honestly, I can't wait for Triple H coming back. It's going to be so great. I wonder if we're going to like know that Triple H is back. I feel like we will. I really feel like it. Um, and then we just... Uh, well, Stone slaps Quinn during the, uh, the song. And then we get Zion Quinn versus Robert Stone. Cool. You see, I thought that this was a promo. No, this was this was a match. There was a ref. Huh. I didn't take a note on this one. Well, it was very quick. Uh, Zion yeah. ended with a twisting Samoan drop and then went into his uh, his finisher that looks like a jackhammer. Yeah. Um, definitely should swap the two. Samoan drop should be his finisher because it's so damn good. He's um, just... He's fucking scary in the ring, dude. He... Something special. Yeah. So then uh, we get a promo with Joe Gacy. This is the f only glimpse of him that we get this episode. He says, The world should be a happy place. 
We live in a world where the goal is to drag people down. Social media was designed to share ideas, but now it's full of negativity. I hear they call a man a monster because he's tall, has tattoos, he's, he's bald. You alienate the man without, living him, without giving him a chance. This stops now. We change the world together. I'm really, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to do like a tag team thing or, or, you know, varied singles stuff. Hey, yeah, I don't know. And it's still very interesting how they're doing this. And they're, these little vignettes are shot in a very cool way. You know, it, it, cause you could make the argument that it's like happening in his head. I I've been enjoying his promos more since Harlan came into the mix. Yeah. It definitely like is more compelling and less cringy. Yeah. Be the word I Because at, at first we just thought the character was just a caricature of of uh liberals or leftists. Um and uh, now it, there's depth to it. That caricature very much seems like a veil that he's putting on uh, to, like, intentionally to hide his his demons, which are Harland. Um, very interesting stuff. I I really hope that this pans out in a in a good way. So then we're backstage with uh. Legato, they run into Zion Quinn. Uh, Electra says, I didn't know you had that side. She uh, looks him up and down. She says, that is something I could work with. And dude, if if Zion joins Legato, that'd be very interesting. Very interesting. That's a kick-ass war games team yeah be a scary one yeah uh <laughs> and then next we get kyle o'reilly and von wagner versus legato del fantasma i don't know what it is every time i see or hear von wagner like hear his name hear him say anything see his face i just laugh like i can't stop I don't know why. Still not over him handing Kyle that little beer bottle. Kyle being like, man, you're something else. (laughs) What? (laughs) They didn't let Kyle drink in Undisputed Era. My favorite thing is just that, like, he came to Kyle for Kyle to be a mentor for him. But then he goes on this whole trip like he's mentoring Kyle. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> At least today we kind of went back to that. I I hope Von Wagner turns on Kyle and he's like, you're a horrible mentee. And then Kyle's like, what the fuck? I was supposed to be your mentor. <laughs> um, We have Kyle versus Wild to start. Uh, we're just grappling for the most part. Uh, Mendoza gets in. He gets fucking clothesline and he basically no-sells it by kipping right on up. Um... Kyle ends up getting an armbar. Mendoza gets the rope. 
Um, Von Wagner gets in. He starts ragdolling Mendoza. Um, at one point, Von accidentally almost takes Kyle off the apron. Uh, this gives Mendoza the chance to get wild in. Um, but it doesn't really matter because Von Wagner hits Wild and Mendoza with a double clothesline and then a double suplex. Which, all right, sure. Um, eventually, uh, Kyle ends up yelling at Electra because she jumps up on the apron. It kind of looks like Kyle's like, it, gesturing for her to like do something, it's like she fucking better, honestly. Um, she doesn't, but uh, Mendoza gets a chance to send a knee into the back of Kyle. Uh, ultimately, Kyle and Von Wagner get the upper hand after a certain point. Um, he Von Wagner makes sure that Mendoza stays out of the ring, um, and then hits a back to belly suplex on Wild, and then. Kyle and going for their team finisher. Only for um, sorry, the lights like dimmed and came back up. Oh. Um, only for Kyle to like try to instruct Vaughn on like what to do. He was like, oh, go over there, go over there. In that time, Mendoza hit Kyle with a drop kick or flying knee. I couldn't quite tell from the angle, but um, and then Wild rolls up on and uh, Legato win. Yeah, I'm actually pretty sur- surprised that Legato won that. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I wonder if they're going to do a, a whole, like, a feud between Von Wagner and Kyle. I hope so. Give them both something to do. I don't think that'll start anytime soon, though. Yeah, we'll see. Um, then we get an interview with uh, Trick and Mello. Uh, Carmelo says tonight WWE uh, or tonight we're back in business. We're in our court. We're not doing that Scooby Doo chase. Andre Chase walks in. He says, "Since you had my back last week, I have your back." Uh, nobody calls Andre Chase a coward. Oh no, the the Mackenzie tells Andre that people on social media called him a coward after uh, what happened at the at Dexter's house. And he says nobody calls Andre Chase a coward. Somebody is getting an Andre Chase ass kicking. And then we go back to the poker room. Uh. Duke says that Cameron has the best beginner's luck he's ever seen. Um, Cameron Grimes isn't even paying attention. He gets a flush, and he just keeps on winning. And then we go to Andre Chase in the ring. His first microphone doesn't work, so he throws it. Like, he he hurled that thing. Fucking yeets the shit out of it. <laughs> but it didn't go very far. <laughs> um, And uh, he gets another one. He says, I'm not the kind of man that responds to baseless rumors. I got told there were people calling me a coward. Normally I would be furious, but then I understand what we have right now is a teachable moment. Uh, You're going to learn that Andre Chase fears nothing. 
The only thing to fear around here is Andre Chase. If there is anyone in the back that wants a PhD in getting your ass kicked, come out and get your degree. Braun Breaker then comes out. And then we get immediately Braun Breaker versus Andre Chase. Yeah, there's a big release belly to belly to start this match off. Um, Braun ends up clotheslining Andre to ringside. There's an elbow to Braun before um, what could only be called desperation chops. Um, Braun ends up tackling Chase before another belly to belly. Then Chase gets deadlifted and slammed into the ground for Braun to win. And then after the match, Braun gets on the mic and he just uh, calls out Champa again, just saying that he's going to come back for the title. He wants another shot. Um, but I guess not immediately. <laughs> and this was a weird-ass interview. Uh, there was an interview with Imperium. Oh, for fuck. Marcel says, we are two-time NXT tag champs. Fabian says, no one can keep up with us. Toxic Attraction then comes in. Uh, Gigi says, you two look the part. Uh, JC says, we found out we have a six-women tag match next week. You guys should watch. And... Marcel said, I know the ring is sacred, but America has its benefits. What does that mean? I don't know. Do you like the mat is sacred, except I'm going to bone somebody on it? Is that what he means? I guess so. See, that's the only like way I can stitch those two things together. This was horrible. This was actually, I think this was my, the beginning of my Joker origin story. Mm-hmm. I think this was where I snapped a little bit. I think this was where I kind of was like, oh no! Oh boy! It's fucking off the rails. Alright. So then we get lashing out. She talks about Halloween Havoc and some of the costumes. Tony D'Angelo then comes in. Um, he says, uh, or Lash Legend says, you're in for a surprise. We have Mark, the producer, in the studio tonight. He walks in with, with a sling on his arm. Tony says, hey, Mark, say hello to your gorgeous hot wife, Lori. It tells him to wave to the camera. So this guy has a beautiful house with a tire swing. Uh, Georgie, Baker, your dad's on TV. Say hi to them. Who's their child, Baker? I don't know. Uh, and then he says, tell Lash everything's all right. And then Mark says, Lash, nothing happened. And Tony says, I love that guy. My goals in NXT are to make as much money as possible and beat some people in the meantime. And then he gives money to, to Lash Legend. Lash is kind of like, oh, I don't know. And uh, will Mark be a snitch? Who knows? The world may never know. Or the sneer mark with a K. I don't I think it's with a K. Well, then he's probably going to snitch. Yeah. Alright, so uh, then we go back to the ring for Solo Sokoa's debut against Jeet Rama. 
my first time seeing Solisica. Um, the reports are true. He does look like Medusa's smashed together. Um, you get a huge club and clothesline to Jeep. Um, he whips Rama into the corner, uh, hits him with a big kick to the back, um, and then ends up hitting him with a gnarly Uso splash to win. It was a squash match. There were several of these matches. Yeah. Yep. Then uh, we go. To, we we have a weird Boa and Mei Ying vignette uh, before we get a Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen vignette. This was was so stupid. This vignette was so bad because it's just them basically being like like telling what a real man is like, and a real man has steak of medium rare. <laughs> this this promo. Made me so uncomfortable because one, a real man eats his steak as rare as they can legally give it to him. Two, I just felt like at some point I was gonna see something I didn't want to see, and that these are two men that I feel like could potentially have something going on. Where I'm like, oh, are we showing that on TV? It's like you're not implying gay sex, are you? <laughs> That's exactly what I was implying, actually. Um, but if we didn't get with Zion versus Robert Stone, we're never gonna get it. Um, but more, more so in the Confederate flag territory. It's kind of gave me like a little, like a little twitch, you know, just a little twitch. Yep. Yep. Um. But uh, it was very weird. It was basically them just endorsing or saying their whole thing is toxic masculinity. Um, it's just weird. Then we go to the ring for Boa versus Grayson Waller. Yeah, so Boa. Long. Yeah, and LA Knight's on commentary for this. Yes. Um. Mm. Not about that. Um. Boa gets some strong strikes in, uh, but Waller, like, rolls him up. He's going for, like, the quick and easy way out by rolling up Boa any chance he gets. Um, he's sort of craftier than Boa, at least. Like, definitely was, like, a little quicker on his feet. Um, there was a strike to the midsection, though, of Boa, and then a clothesline and a leg lariat to Boa. And L.A. gets angry. And L.A. gets up. And they distract Grayson Waller. Um, Boa ends up taking Waller off the top post because he was going to go off of the top post as LA was yelling at him. And Boa uh, hits him with a nasty fucking roundhouse to win. Yeah, it honestly, I didn't, I didn't think the the finish even looked that good. I feel like it felt like he kind of missed. Um, I don't know. I I feel like they're kind of missing the mark with Boa and Tian Sha in general. Um, but after that, we go back to the fucking poker room. Um, Duke says typical Grimes coming up short. Not uh, falling, coming short in the ring, in life, in romance. 
unfelt. Uh, he, he goes all in. Grimes goes all in as well. Grimes gets a full house and wins. Duke's mad. And then we go to a Kaylee Ray vignette. She talks some more. Uh, but then we get a very strange promo from Boa. Mei Ying is not in the chair anymore. She's gone. And uh, Boa kind of kneels in front of the throne and uh, turns around with face paint and blows some mist at the camera. Uh, very weird. Very weird stuff. Um, Makes me kind of interested. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, it, not me so much because all of the Tian Sha stuff has been so uninteresting since it started. I wouldn't say that. I thought the first few months of it were interesting. When they were still trying to introduce Mei Ying, it was interesting. But then once Xia Li started having all those squash matches... It was about to get interesting against Mercedes Martinez, but then uh, that never took off. And oh. here we are. For obvious reason. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so then we are back in the ring with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. He says, Halloween Havoc, there was a shift in NXT. New champions all around. Ron Breaker was supposed to become new NXT champion, but nobody told Tommaso Ciampa. He earned my respect. Tommaso Ciampa is the god of NXT. With this comes great responsibility, but a target on my back. This is usually the time, and then Carmelo Hayes comes out with Trick. Carmelo says, I hate to be that guy, but let's keep it real. I am that guy. I'm the one that needs to be that needs to come out and tell. I'm the one that needs to come out and put you in check. If you look around, it's not about you anymore. There's a new school on, on the rise. I happen to be the leader of it. As long as I'm on the show with this title, you're going to take a backseat to me. I am the A champion of NXT, and that's all it is, and that's all it's going to be. Champa says, hard to hear you over the the crowd chanting that I'm going to kill you. Uh, you almost had me. Then you took off your glasses and I looked in your eyes and I saw that you don't believe a word that you say. You're feeling froggy? Well, jump. Um, Trick says, we're the main event tonight. Everyone has come here to see Trick and Mello. And then Champa uh, just hits Trick. Johnny Gargano then comes out as, as Champa's on his way out. And they have a little stare down. And I'm so excited for the eventual Johnny vs. Champa. Yeah. To finally end the DIY feud. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Hope it actually happens. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so then, finally... We have Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis versus Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams in this match fucking rocked. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, so Dexter starts the match off against Trick. Uh, Trick basically says he wants nothing to do with that. He gets Carmelo in. Um, Carmelo 
lures Loomis over towards his corner, tra- tags Trick back in, um, and then after some back and forth, Loomis just fucking pounces on Trick and hits him with the old ground and pound. <laughs> um, Johnny ends up getting in at some point. Uh, he, well, at thereafter. He gets in several times in the tag match. <laughs> Um, Johnny gets in shortly thereafter. He hits a double axe, uh, handles to the arm of Trick. Then he gets Dexter in. Do the exact same thing. But Dexter jumps off the top post. Doesn't do shit. Turns to Trick and just slaps him. <laughs> so good. Um. When we end up getting Carmelo versus Johnny, it's pretty evenly paired. Um. A lot of their uh, time together in the ring is like a little faster, but Johnny's a little more intelligent in the ring. So I guess what they're trying to kind of do is show us that like Carmelo is the next one. Mm -hmm. He's the next guy. Yeah. Um, Ends up being a big slap to the chest of Carmelo, uh, but Dexter gets in. They hit a team arm drag, then a team drop kick to Trick and Carmelo, and then they slither together. It's so sweet. I was in love with this. It um, was perfect. Ultimately, we go to commercial break, and when we come back, Johnny needs to tag out, but but um, Trick is kind of being an anchor. Um, and Enziguri takes Trick down, but Carmelo attacks Dexter on the ringside apron. Um, Tony eventually gets Dexter in. Carmelo gets in as well. There's a flurry of strikes before a gnarly bulldog to Carmelo, and then a back to belly into a kip up into a drop leg or a leg drop, whatever. I don't know why, how I wrote what, but um, <laughs> then Loomis hits the assisted suplex off the top rope where he just kind of like springboards the person off. Um, Johnny gets in, hits a super kick to Trick. Dexter gets back in. They get the the boys get a double uppercut on Trick and Carmelo, and then another double drop kick. Um, Johnny and Carmelo end up slugging it out, still relatively evenly paired. But Carmelo gets a few more strikes in, and then gets fucking obliterated by a leg lariat or not by a lariat, not leg lariat. I literally just threw leg in there. It's not my notes. Um, the lariat just fucking sends Carmelo flying. It's a discus lariat. Ah. Yeah. Um, then Loomis is in position to get the silence on Hayes, but Trick hits Loomis with a shoe. Carmelo ends up getting free, goes off the top rope with his leg drop, and they win the match. Not quite how I expected it to end. Yeah, not not the best ending, but... Johnny and Dexter are protected, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, still a very fun match. Not a great episode of NXT all around, but a good way to end the show. Speaking- according to Mark, according to Liz, I actually kind of had fun. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, I don't know what you were smoking during it, but I want some of that. Um, whatever you were smoking last night when you said Raw was good. Oh, I thought Raw was fantastic last night. 
Alright, so let's get into the bests of the night, and if you have a question for a question segment, leave it in the chat now, and we'll get to it after the bests of the night. If you're watching on YouTube, leave it in the comments, and we will get to it in the next episode. And if you're listening in the audio realm, uh, join in the live show if you'd like to ask us questions, or hit us up on Twitter, at Pinfall Podcast. And don't forget that after this, we will be, or after the question segment, we will be going live with our WWE 2K20 stream. Yes, so stick around. Not a Twitch. podcast. This will be two separate videos on YouTube. So uh, we'll, we'll close out the YouTube. Or we'll do a close out for YouTube. All right, so the promo of the night. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't know what could be promo of the night. I'm. Uh, I think I want to do the Champa. Champa Carmelo stuff. That got me most excited. That was the best written, I think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you're completely glossing over the karaoke battle. Yes, because that was not good. Um, you can choose whatever you want, but I'm going to exist in this uh, podcast um, under protest. So the ruling will not be um, official. Fine, I'll go with that. Yes. Okay. It, boys. All Broke right. Mark. Just keep that in mind, though. Uh, wrestler of the night now. Um, let me see. I think there's only like one option. I'll give you I'll give you two. Two people to pick from for wrestler of the night. Alright? I'll give you three. Okay. Kyle O'Reilly, Dexter Loomis, and Johnny Gargano. Dexter. Okay. I I fully agree with that. Okay. Now, let's move on to the matches. Match of the night is only one. There's not multiple. Alright, so, as always, we go from the worst to the best, and Liz will say if she agrees with the number one. Alright, so starting off with the worst, Boa versus Grayson Waller. At the 3 out of 10, I thought this was, this was bad. I didn't think the wrestling was very entertaining. The finish was pretty lame. And L.A. Knight's way of distracting was pretty dumb, just yelling at Grayson. Yeah. Uh, next up, another 3 out of 10, Dakota Kai versus Cora Jade. I didn't think the match was entertaining at all. I didn't think it was good. Um, and it was, it was worse than a squash match, in my opinion. Uh, speaking of squash matches, up next... 4 out of 10, Solo Sokoa versus uh, Jeet Rama. It did what it needed to do, I guess. It was fine. Uh, same with Braun Breaker versus Andre Chase, 4 out of 10. And also same with Zion Quinn versus Robert Stone, all 4 out of 10. Alright, and then up next we have, with a 6 out of 10, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner versus Legato Del Fantasma would have been a little higher had Electra not interfered with the match. Um, 
it was still very fun though even though von wagner is is he's just von wagner and then finally my pick for match of the night johnny gargano and dexter loomis versus carmelo hayes and trick williams with an eight out of ten would have been higher had the shoe spot not happened You agree? Okay. Yeah. Uh, very fun match. Very, very fun. And uh, some good storytelling in there, too. Okay. Uh, um, watch it again. Yeah. Alright, so you want to answer some questions? Sure. Alright, let's start with one from YouTube, and then we will do uh, Miriam's question in the chat. And then we'll do another one from YouTube. Okay. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Where is the... There's the questions. Okay. So, um... Milam asked on the uh, Halloween Smackdown episode regarding her costumes where I was Spider-Man and you were Harley Quinn. Uh, Milam asks if they are our favorite superheroes slash uh, anti-heroes, respectively, Spider-Man and Harley Quinn. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't read comics quite as much as you do. Um, but Harley Quinn has always been one of my favorite anti-heroes slash villains, I think. Um, I've just always been very interested in her story. Um, Spider-Man is not my favorite, actually. My favorites, I've, I've, Harley Quinn is one of my favorites, but I'd say Doctor Strange is, like, my one favorite. It's hard for me to pick. I'd probably say Doctor Strange. Um, Moon Knight's also in there. Um, I feel like I'm gonna like sit back from this. I'm gonna be like, "How did you forget this person, Elizabeth? <laughs> How did you forget uh, uh, Wong from the Doctor Strange movie?" Um, I I always like that blue man that st- sits on the planet and he complains about how lonely everything is. Blue Man? You mean the Watcher or or Doctor Manhattan? Doctor Manhattan. Oh, that's how much I know what I'm talking about. But yeah, no, I think Harley Quinn has always been one of my favorites because she was portrayed some so many times as like kind of not knowing what the fuck she's doing, but like like not quite in the comic book world, but I feel like just in general, and she's not a fucking idiot. And I like that about her because mm-hmm. my entire life is based around not being a fucking idiot. If I need to, I'm going to act like one. Mm-hmm. I mean, her whole thing is like because she was like a doctor. And, and I think if she was like a psychiatrist or something, um, she's, she's like very smart, very intelligent. But yeah. um, she's just nuts because of what the Joker did to her. Don't we all have somebody like that, ladies? And and men, too. 
Yeah, sure, I guess I'll include you. Um, yeah, no, I, I just always thought her character was really interesting, and, like, it was the first comic book character that I was like, alright, I'll read more about this. Oh, Venom is one of my favorites. Especially, okay. uh, Eddie Brock. I like Eddie Brock more than Flash Thompson, which a lot of people will disagree with, but love Eddie. Especially after the newest, uh, comic book run. Um, comic books are really hard to get into. Hmm? I feel like comic books are really hard to get into. They are. You either have to just jump in at a, like in the middle somewhere, catch up a long way, or wait until a new uh, run starts. Mm. Um, okay, so Miriam asked in the chat, you think we'll ever see Solo Sokoa join the bloodline? Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's Uso 3. Yeah, I really fucking hope so. I think that he would be an amazing addition. Um, I'm pretty sure he's just an NXT to hone his promo skills because yeah. everybody in the bloodline has such good promo skills. They need to make sure that he can kind of carry his own. I think that's really the only reason why he's down there. Promo skills, wrestling, I, I think, yeah, they're just there to make sure that he can go up to the main roster. And I think he'll be on the fast track more than somebody else would, more than like Braun Breaker would. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that because like seeing him today and like actually getting to like look at him, I didn't get to do last week. Mm-hmm. Like damn, yeah, literally the thirty. So, I mean, his finish is basically the USO splash. Yeah. Um. All right, and finally, Milam asked, "Uh, what's your under the radar horror movie recommendation?" Oh, you know mine. The Clove Hitch Killer. Oh, yeah. Amazing, amazing horror movie that I think is only on Amazon Prime. Um, one of my favorites of all time. It is just an incredible um, serial killer movie. It's just, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. Um, let me see if I have any others that I would recommend. Do you have any? Um, I don't necessarily think that this is under the radar, but this is like, or is it quite, oh, actually this one wouldn't count. I don't know. I I don't really watch a ton of horror movies unless you put them in front of me. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I, I recommended Hush last time. Which is a fantastic movie, Stephen. King, I think it's a Stephen King adaptation, or they they do reference Stephen King a lot in the movie. One movie that I watched and has kind of like haunted me to this day, um, is The Devil's Candy. Mm. Um, that movie was like it's only an hour and a half, and it I don't think needed to ever be any longer because it was like. It was a fucking ride and a half. Yeah. Um, if you're a if you're a fan of uh, Parasite, The Host by Bong Joon Ho is uh, another great movie. That's uh, yeah. very fun. I feel like I'm just not a big horror movie person. Mm-hmm. In that, I just talked to my mom about this actually. 
where she was trying to kind of get like some camaraderie from me where I was like she thought I didn't like horror movies which I don't but I do <laughs> okay I don't the prospect of watching a horror movie I'm like no oh my god please no but then when I come out on the other side and like I can finally unplug my ears and like stop hiding behind a pillow I'm like oh damn mm-hmm. it's fun um do you rank the void? I don't. Ah. I ah. I actually did never put that on my list because I either I wasn't doing my list uh, when I saw that or I just didn't consider it because it's in the same way that I don't have a Rocky Horror Picture Show ranked. Because I feel like that's a movie that you can't compare to other movies. But also, I was going to also say that I feel like um, the ritual is kind of a slept-on horror movie. Mm, I've heard good things. I think did I watch that with you? That was one of those movies where like I was just like kind of under a fucking pillow for most of it. I think I le- I left halfway through. I think because I had to go. Okay. You may have had like your radio show or something. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is, every horror movie I've ever seen has either been put on by you mm-hmm. or put on by the girls that I lived with for senior college. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. And yet you still, you still haven't watched The Thing yet. And I won't because I don't like watching animals die. Um, two, more, two more recommendations for horror movies. Uh, Peeping Tom fantastic spooky serial killer movie by michael powell i believe michael Michael powell also did the red shoes there another very good movie um it's from 1960 but if you want a more modern horror movie upgrade is one of my favorites of all time it's like a more modern terminator done well using like ai Amazing, like it—it it is phenomenal. You know that network is considered a dark comedy or black comedy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that movie is one of those movies that like stuck with me, and I was like. After watching, I was like, I don't feel so good. Yeah. Also, if you don't know what this movie was, it has Tom Hiddleston. It's not Loki. Oh, High Rise? Um, yeah, High Rise. I couldn't finish. High Rise oh. had... Yeah. Um, you will know why exactly the moment I tell you. Because I'll tell you. Um, but... High rise. Not only it made me. I was watching it alone, and I just felt like I like I was feeling like I was going to have an anxiety attack because I was like so stressed out by it. Hmm. Also, there was a ton of moldy food um, involved in (laughs) certain scenes, and I cannot handle that. Yeah, that's Um, half the reason why I think I got sick after watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah. Um, and I have one last recommendation before we we wrap up. I love this movie podcast now. <laughs> uh, Overlord. I think you we watched it together. Um, I've seen it like two or three times now. 
It's a it's a zombie World War Two movie that is so well done. It it is one of it's like one of the best B movies uh in the modern day. It's just it's so good. That was so a good. movie that you were like, I'm gonna put this on. I was like, I don't care. I'm not gonna watch it because I've got like my laptop and I was doing something. And then I watched the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. I can't look away. Yeah. All right. So, Liz, would you like to wrap up the show? Yes. Um, stay with us if you want to see our WWE 2K20 live stream. We will be starting that in like a second. Um. If you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. We are on Spotify. Uh, please check us out. We are Pinfall Podcast. As far as I know, and this could just be our computers listening to us, but as far as I know, we are the first thing that comes up when you search, like, a pin F. It should be, like, one of the first things that comes up. Um, that said, thank you for watching. Have a happy... Election a day. holly jolly Christmas. Oh yeah, happy election day. I, I guess I don't know if election day is happy for a lot of people right now. If you get the results you want, happy election day. Um, but yes, everyone stick around for our 2K20 stream. I'm gonna restart the stream very quickly. So if you see the stream goes out, uh, uh just hang tight. It will be right back. And uh, if uh. Check us out on YouTube, the Pinfall Podcast. Join us at the live show, twitch.tv forward slash Pinfall Podcast. And on Twitter, at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you on Friday for, uh, we'll see you tomorrow for our second 2K20 stream this week. So uh, stick around, Twitch. We'll be having that stream right now. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube, have a great rest of your week.